Welcome to Heels in the Courtroom, a podcast about successfully navigating law and life, featuring the women trial attorneys at the Simon Law Firm. Hey everyone, welcome back to Heels in the Courtroom. I'm Mary Simon and I'm joined today by Erica Slater and Elizabeth McNulty. Hey ladies. Hey. How's it going? Great. So today I'm I'm bringing you you guys all know what I do. I come into the podcast with an issue that I'm dealing with and then I have you all solve it for me. So I, I want to talk a little bit today about what the most recent issue is that I've been thinking about. And it has to do with information overload. It is absolutely not a unique issue for me, for you, for anyone listening to this podcast. This is something that I am fairly confident that everybody is dealing with all of the time. And I'm I don't know a better way to describe it in this moment other than saying information overload. It's what I can what what I can say to describe it is everyone, you know, you wake up in the morning, you're you're starting your work day and all day from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you are getting pinged with notifications constantly, whether it's email notifications, news notifications, social media notifications, text messages, phone calls, just constant bombardment of information and something that I have been trying to be very mindful of is first and foremost all of us need to be productive and be the most the most productive that we can be every day at our job and make the most use of our time but I can't say that it's not a little bit distracting if you're in the middle of you know responding to emotion and your phone pings and it's a news article about something really tragic that has happened, whether it's in your local community or globally, you know, it's it. we, We are humans, right? I'm a human first. And seeing that and then being able to compartmentalize your brain really quickly to go back to the thing that you're working on to be productive is it takes work to do that. That part of it, I don't know if it resonates with everyone. I know that it's not unique to me maybe the ease with which someone can more quickly pivot between, you know, a piece of information that requires a little bit of attention and the thing that you're doing for your job. Maybe that differentiates between people. I thought it would be helpful to kind of facilitate this discussion about what does information overload look like to you all and what are some of the ways, like practical ways that you can kind of eliminate the noise in in the digital era that we're all living in to stay on task with what you're doing and stay productive. I've thought about this and I, I consider myself to be a type A empath. So I'm very solution oriented, fixer mindset, very organized, but I, but I feel deeply for people around me who are going through something. And I think it it serves me well as a an attorney to do that. And I'm working on trying to find ways to not have me give so much attention to it, not in a bad way, but just in a time and place, like figure out a better time and place to do that. So I just wanted to kind of open up the floor for discussion on that of, does this sound like something that resonates with you all for constant information overload? And is it something that you actively work to deal with? Or is it just more of innate it's organic the way that you move through your day. Okay, Mary, as I was listening to you talk, I was thinking like, am I reading between the lines here? 
like maybe maybe the right question to you was that have you felt recently given the state of everything going on right now like has that been particularly distracting and then you go in and explain exactly like why you know and in you describing your personality of you know I can get it done you can throw me a problem but also like I don't want to use distraction is the right word because like giving your attention to something that you know you see whether it's a personal friend or like a global conflict you know to to give some attention and thought to that it's really I mean what a healthy thing to do because here's the opposite and I think one thing that we all get bogged down in is our own world experience and our own universe and you can sit there and say this is you know going on with me or this is happening with me and I can only handle or see what's right in front of my face but then to to have the skill to be able to hold I think it gives you some perspective totally to hold some perspective of like man but here's another mass shooting or here's what's going on you know here's the suffering that's going on you know in Israel and Palestine right now like and be able to give a very hopefully a small part of energy to that and take it in acknowledge it and it probably gives you some perspective even if it's in the moment I agree. That is a very, very good skill for an attorney to have because it will ensure that the next wrongful death case you have, the next birth injury case you have, the next medical malpractice you hear about, you won't have that like, oh, yeah, it's one of these and move on. You know, that deadpan, like no empathy response. It's so important to what we do. But at the same time, like... It can be overload, especially if you're someone who I'm not saying that you like feel it all all the time, but you may have had to work on that in the past, you know, like not getting like bogged down by that or too distracted or, you know, taking on like the weight of the world at any given time. But I think for a lot of people, that's a really challenging thing right now because, I mean, for decades, forever, everyone has always said like, you know, has, has the phrase ever been like, I turn on the news and everything's good? You know, like right. no one's ever said that. Um, no matter what's going on, there's always going to be something. But to retain that empathy and to allow it to give you some perspective of what's going on is important. But I also see what you're saying. It's such a skill that you have to build to keep your focus when you need to and not get you know because I mean I remember doing little things like probably closer to the beginning of my practice like I used to have my phone ding every time an email came in can you imagine oh, God no like 15 years ago I had that and it and it was only on my work email and it sent me into like an anxiety panic mode like every time I worked I worked for some interesting people here and there and I mean, I can't imagine that now, you know, like to live your life like that, like on, 
you know, like having like a red phone at every moment. But see, even that, though, even that is a that's a that's a mechanism to Mm -hmm. handle. It's not turning on your phone on loud all the time to get or yeah toning down the notifications and i i just i want to i want to make sure that i i agree with you i don't think distraction is the right way to describe it it's more so i i feel responsibility to the messages i receive i feel responsibility to have an understanding of what's going on in the community around me and the world around me I want to do those things. I want to take it in. I want to be an active participant in, you know, in this life, in this world and do that and also get done with the task at hand. So it's almost a balance of like feeling obligated. I mean, no joke. I've, I've even seen this. I've even seen this before online. I forget what I was reading about, but it was like a, you know, like a, a pie chart of a 24 hour period. And mm. and in that 24 hour period, pick eight hours of those that you're sleeping pick nine of those that you're working give or take sometimes more than that sometimes a little bit less but that then where's the time that you're giving to your family where's the time that if need be that you're allocating to that phone call with the friend who sent you a text that you haven't gotten back to yet and you know god forbid if you have a tv show you want to watch and then there's the news and then there's social media it's just like I almost it is a whenever you whenever you were describing Erica getting the email pings and having almost like an instant sending you into a panic yeah I I have some of that with unread emails even now it's like I I do not want to sit on them I have like a it is some sort of anxiety and I do have anxiety but it it, it does you know I don't want to have I find myself waking up in the morning and immediately looking at my email lately and I that tells me that I've kind of like slipped back into Mm -hmm. yeah something that I were a place where I used to be and I'm trying to kind of dig myself out of that but I think it's also because we're just in like a busier season right now like going into fall and so it's I'm trying to keep up with it but not paying attention it's not that I'm trying to figure out ways to eliminate distractions it's more so finding a way to give attention to all the things that I need and want to give attention to while also maintaining focus on the thing in front of me and it feels wrong it just feels wrong to me sometimes to get to get certain notifications of you know the suffering that's going on in our in the world right now or just tragedy even within St. Louis just seeing something and not giving it the time that you need to think about that or causes that you support it feels wrong for me to do that and then I also feel it's almost like a push and pull of what is the right thing that I should be giving my attention to right now like has something because of whatever thing that has come in that has gotten your attention are you supposed to reprioritize or yeah and it's yeah and I think and I think even where I'm at now is a you know sometimes how you just have that moment where you want to take your phone and just throw it out the window and just yeah, 10 times a day. Yeah. Yeah, like you just <laughs> you can't it's almost like if if my if my reprieve is waking up early and having alone time and listening to a podcast and walking my dog and, and then the same it's so funny it's like then the same thing you would need to look at to access your podcast has my email right there. So then oh, I just Yeah, totally. I I really I'm slipping back into this It's it's like my brain to your point Erica has a thousand tabs open right now. 
and I can't figure out which ones I can close. And it's because all of them seem like it's information that I need to be attentive to and giving my time. And then it's like three weeks go by and I think, oh my God, like I haven't gotten back to this person who I normally would like check in with, but it's just ping, 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 ping information all the time. It's like all the tabs are updating with new information <laughs> and I'm and I'm just trying to focus on like finishing one to completion to put it down. And it's it's just a juggling act. And I that's the place that I think we're all living in is the thousand tabs in your brain. But it's especially lately for whatever reason, it's been harder for me to determine where to allocate that attention and how long to how have you, you said that you feel like you're kind of slipping back. Like, how have you been able to kind of compartmentalize or what habits or boundaries did you set up before? How did you do that before? Yeah, I, I was trying to think about that. Like, I, I, I know that, you know, we all laugh thinking about like how early, like my dad will get up in the morning. No joke. I've like finished. a.m. Oh my God, I, I have finished my wordles before 4 a.m. almost every day for the last couple weeks. And then I think to myself, I could just go crank out a couple hours of work right now and no one will be bothering me. And no joke, I will go get work done that early in the morning. And then I'm like, what in the hell was I doing instead of Going to APM or APM, you're like, why am I so tired? Yes, and then, and then the flip side of it is, I'm like, well, I understand now why that's so productive because I've gotten so much work done by noon, yeah. which is fantastic. But then in my head, I'm like, well, I haven't exercised yet today, yeah. and now it's the afternoon, and now I don't want to go do that because morning time is. It's just, I don't know what it is that almost, it it almost makes me feel like right now. I need someone to just be like, no, you're not allowed to go sit down at your computer right now. You must go do the do some exercise that you told yourself you were going to do. But it's just but then you go to do it and then you get the more notification. I just feel like lately I've I've just been stretching myself so thin and I don't think I've allowed myself to. And again, this is not a woe is me. Every majority of people uh, that I'm reading notifications about all of them are going on it's way more difficult shit than I'm dealing with ever on a day-to-day basis but I just I don't know what it is I almost need I just need to get back on track with allocating time the way I need to to be more less panicked like in a Mm -hmm. sense of panic all the time because that's Mm -hmm. you need to put your mask on first yeah and I and that's even the last recording I don't know whatever episode it was that came out like when we were talking about I think you were talking about Willa and the organizations that you're in. And I sat down in that recording and I got up and just left because I had other things that in my head, I'm like the amount of stuff I could get done right now and just get through it and get done with it just took over. And I seriously think a year ago, six months ago, I don't think I would have done that and gotten up and left. It was information overload. I was getting incoming emails from multiple Mm -hmm. people and no one told me on those emails I needed to respond in the next 20 minutes. No one told me I needed to respond that day, but I, I did. I went and figured out the thing and got back to them. And, and I think that to me is, it's inconsistent with what my, like I went home that day and was like, well, I was really looking forward to seeing everyone and I just didn't. And no one, 
it, I almost wanted someone in here to be like, hey, you shouldn't be doing. But then I don't want someone to be. And I know that none of you would. We noticed, though, like literally like afterwards we talked like, OK, so we are recording and Mary stepped out of the recording and like we noticed. But, you know, we were kind of like, wow, like, yeah, she's and here's the difference. We're all busy all the time. And so I didn't necessarily think, oh, Mary must be particularly busy. I thought. Mary feels very busy right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's different when you, like, decide how you're going to respond to that. Because I know exactly, like, but, you know, hearing you talk about this, I'm sitting here like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and it is, it's almost cyclical. Like, I've decided I don't like floating, but there's something to it, you know, like the yeah. sensory deprivation. Yeah. But you can hardly do it. You need to be in it for like five hours. Or, or like you wake up in the morning and maybe it's just a phone thing. I mean, like I'll wake up in the morning and start reading the news. And then it's, I'm sitting there for an hour and a half mm-hmm. in my bed without getting out of my bed. I do that at night and, it, and I don't go to bed. I, yeah, yeah. I'm just like it's terrible. It's And you can keep going. It never stops. If you just keep going, there's always another notification. There's always another update. And I, or by the time you leave one app to go check another, you're like, oh, I, I should go back to that other one. Make sure there's right. nothing else. I mean, it is. I, isn't there a ton of science out there about how our phones have like snatched us in into this like terribly unhealthy loop? But what do, what do I, I mean, for anyone else who's feeling, who's in the, in the season right now that I am of the day is going by and I haven't come up for air, like what are some helpful things that I can that I can think about. I mean, do I, is it, is it just me physically? Like before I go to grab my phone in the morning, just like look at the ceiling for 60 seconds before yeah. you just reach over and just, you know what I mean? Like, what are some things? Cause I know I can't be the only, even you said you felt like this before Erica, and I'm sure that there are other attorneys and folks listening to this podcast who are like, yeah, I, I don't remember the last time I just took a breath and wasn't constantly in response or reactive mode. What are like some tips that people can do? It sounds like you might benefit from like making a a plan for the day. Someone like you might and like following it and seeing if that makes you feel any better. Because like, yeah. I think you're someone likes to be in control. And so if you planned out your day and then you followed it and you're like, oh, I like the way that felt. And because like I, you really have to set like pretty rigid boundaries with stuff like this or like everything just like encroaches and encroaches and then you feel really trapped and like you but also you have to remember like when I think when you feel really overwhelmed and there's so much to do it's just like there's never been a time where you didn't get it all done and like everything didn't go okay oh, that's true. you know like you've never just like ran into this thing or it's just like well I didn't get it done and th- the world ended so yeah. it's just like you have to remember it's just like everything's gonna be okay we're gonna get everything done you can't just like because I think those moments where you get so overwhelmed, they just send you in such a tailspin that it's just like so unproductive. Like it's time lost that because you're just yeah. so busy, worried about how busy you are. So yeah. just like sit down, like maybe make a to do list. Sometimes when I'm like really freaked out, like that helps. I think like as far as like email notification overload, one vacation I took like two years ago, I turned those badges off on my email, like the, the numbers. Good for you. I never turned them back on, which is like, 
So like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when I get. I don't think I did. Yeah, I don't think I did either. So like the 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 little red dot with the number, like I don't see that on my email icon. So like I have to go to the app to see if I got an email. So it's just like I have to like make an a conscious effort. Look at us. We are like, whoa, this is this is like yeah. So it's an extra mental health changing. Yeah. So it's not like, like every, the ding. every yep. time you look at your phone screen, you're not like, oh, I have another email. I need to go check it. Like sometimes I will find myself just subconsciously going there, especially like late at night when you're in bed. Because yes. like if I won't necessarily go check it and like that is not a time where you need to be checking your email. No. So I think that's something that I'm going to change that right now in my phone. <laughs> that will really help kind of just set some some boundaries. That's so, what it is. It's like personal boundaries. It's like yeah. one with yourself. I hold, yes, it's like, yeah, I'm the person who's violating them. And I haven't been in that headspace in so long. So I'm like, I just need to like snap back into it. Cause I, I, the same, the same content that we're talking about here, I, I'm pretty sure I led a discussion on a similar concept a while back of having that in check. But it is, it's like, I, I'm setting my own boundaries and I'm the only person who can uphold them. And I'm the only person who can show them respect. Yeah. Well, I think you can just get too, you can practice really healthy boundaries with yourself and sometimes you just get too relaxed and then you wonder like why you're so stressed out all the time and it's because you're just overloading yourself. And I think it's probably in periods where other people are stressing you out as well. So then you just stress yourself out. Yeah. As far as what's going on in the world, my problem is kind of different than yours. I find that it makes some things that I'm doing in my own life feel kind of silly. Just like my problems feel so silly. My day-to-day tasks feel so silly when there's just like these big, huge problems. People are dealing with such (laughs) suffering. Yeah. We couldn't even have a conversation. I was like bitching to you earlier today talking about something with the girls and I like stopped and said like okay aside from world suffering and everything else going on because i was like i sound ridiculous yeah, like, right. this doesn't matter right but you can't live your life that way no you can't but it's it just like sometimes it does but you're it puts it in a perspective which is what you were talking about earlier and i think it keeps us from like really focusing on those like little nitty-gritty like things that probably yeah. really irritate you it's like okay well this is like not a big deal in the grand scheme of things but it also helps us have empathy, I think, for the things that our clients go through. Mm-hmm. So all in all, hopefully, you know, our listeners can take something away from this. One thing I do find really helpful, just go for a walk, get outside, kind of process your day if you can. Yeah, I, I need to do that more. And I think I need to get back to journaling like I used to do that more because it just and you have to slow down because you have your hand you have a yeah. pen in your hand and you're writing mm-hmm. so I think that that will help too like there's never been a time where you haven't gotten done with the things you need to get done with because that makes it made me feel a little bit uh, like I could exhale for a minute because it's it's just so true like even even going for a walk and then someone calls you it's like I don't need to take that phone call if that's uh-oh that's not the time to be doing that and it's almost like a uh, a nervous response to just pick up the phone every time but I, I don't have to and I one of the things that you said also I'll give give advice here that I want to implement myself is just try 
to not do the thing. So see what happens if you don't answer that work call when you're on your 10-minute walk outside or whatever it is. Probably nothing will happen. Right. Like the other recording that I missed, nothing would have changed if I waited two hours to get to that email. You know, so it's almost like experimental you know, exposure to the thing that you need to be doing to keep upholding the boundaries. But I know that that was really helpful. I'm going to be thinking about that. You know what, too? I don't want this to come off wrong way, but I don't I can't really think of another way to say it. Um, For some things and I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, what we've like global suffering and, right. you know, giving consideration and thought to those things. That's not what I'm talking about. On things like your response time to emails, keeping up with certain things in work, it is healthy to care a little less. And I don't want that to sound wrong, but what's, you know, like... It, that's not supposed to be callous. What is wrapped up into that is giving yourself a little grace, understanding that you don't owe anybody else anything. And every rule that you've made about what the expectation should be and what, you know, how soon you should deal with things, those are all rules you've made for yourself. And in the royal you, not Show Mary, uh, yeah, Simon Timmerman, <laughs> you know. But as far as like, you're gonna fail mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of freedom in failing. There's also a lot of freedom in accepting that the sky doesn't fall when someone emails you back following up because they haven't heard from you. Right. You know, like I do that all the time and those people don't give a crap. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, when I'm following up with someone like, hey, haven't heard from you. Check it. It's been three days. Yeah. I got to know. Let me, let me communicate a sense of urgency because I have a deadline, you know, something like that. And do I sit there and think about that person and think like, oh, wow, they're terrible. Like they didn't No, I'm just being responsible and following up right you know because it's just I think that I think a lot of our expectation setting with other people we can get wrapped up in that yeah so like I know we've talked about this we've probably talked about it every time we talk about time management and things like that if you are one if you're emailing people they will be emailing you back (laughs) right and if you have taught people that you're going to respond in a half hour, then that's what they'll expect. If you actively see an email and say, that's a problem for afternoon Mary, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. or that's a problem for tomorrow Mary, and and discipline yourself a little bit and just say, I'm not going to think about it because I'm choosing not to, or I'm not going to let that put weight on me because I, you know, have put it in perspective of that's something that I will get to. Or honestly blowing certain things off that don't need to be handled. Right. Without explanation, because you don't owe anybody an explanation for, you know, like handling things the way you want to. Right. 
But at the same time, so when you were talking and I was thinking like, oh, yeah, I've been there. I didn't get out of some of those cycles, but for time and failing and becoming right. okay with failing. Like our type A personalities don't accept that. Right. You know, like it's it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. And I think a lot of litigators are, for the most part, t- type A people. I'm always fascinated when I come buy some that are not and I'm like oh how how do you must be nice yeah where's all that zen coming from I'm like are you just not wired like right like the craziest that I hang out with over here but you know it's it's a hard thing to kind of work through because we put so much pressure on ourselves, and um, the opposite of that is giving yourself a little bit of grace and I hate to, I don't say this flippantly or too cavalier, but like failing's great. It's really great because you do it and you do it over and over again. I do it on a daily basis. I fail at something. Like honestly, since I became a mom, especially, and then you add a second kid on it, I fail at stuff all day long, all the time. And it's very humbling. Yeah. Children are very humbling. It's good and bad. Right. <laughs> but, but you know, like, you're never going to be perfect at this, that, or the other thing. And the more you fail, the more you kind of throw up your hands and like, okay, screw it. Like, <laughs> this is just is what it is. It's messy. It's not great. Like, my track record is is broken. There's right. no, like, you know, there's no, like, checklist that's like, oh, now she failed. She's out of the game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're, what's, what is it? Super Mario Brothers, like Mario Kart, like you, you keep getting put back into the yeah. game. I don't know what setting that Just is. Like but is Exactly. Yeah. That's where you are. Yeah. And you're going to crash a million times on this course. And I'll just be set right back. Down. I know. I know. And so, I don't know. I think that accepting, you know, kind of welcoming the failure, letting you learn from it, and also caring a little less. Yeah. I think that helps. Yeah. But it's also, you know, it's more, it's easier said than mm-hmm. No, but I think that's really helpful. I'm, I, I hope that, I mean, I'm just even sitting here, you guys can probably see it on my faces and I'm just thinking about all these things that I should, you know, really think about and consider because they'll benefit not only me, but, you know, everyone around me as well that I'm spending time with. So I, I really appreciated the discussion and I, I hope that all the listeners were able to take something away from this that will help you the next time that you are feeling like you need to find time to come up for air, that you can actually implement some of these strategies to find the space to do that. I don't know how we can do this, but we also recommend everyone find your professional best friends and record a podcast. Of course. (laughs) That always helps. It really does. Always helps. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Heels in the Courtroom. Our episodes drop every Wednesday. And if you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to us at comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law. Thanks. See you next time. Heels in the Courtroom is brought to you by the Simon Law Firm. At the Simon Law Firm PC, we believe in the power of pooling resources in order to create powerful results. We often lend our trial skills and experience to lawyers around the country to achieve better results for their clients. Our attorneys welcome the opportunity to work with you on your case, offering vast resources, seasoned litigators, and a sterling reputation. You can contact us at 314-241-2929.
And if you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to share your thoughts with Amy, Liz, Erica, Mary, Elizabeth at heelsinthecourtroom.law. And subscribe today because the best lawyers never stop learning.